Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Up next on Inside Champ Car, from Champ Car to IMSA. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. The guy above me, Bill Strong. Don't hit that button. Why not? Because that's what happens. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We've got a great guest today. We have a great guest every day, don't we? Yeah. Every time every other, every we do this. Seven days we do. <laughs> anyway, Doug Oakley's <laughs> here straight off a great run at Daytona in the 23-hour and 58-minute and 38 second no i'm just kidding no you were in the pilot you were in the michelin pilot challenge yeah welcome to the show doug thank I you kind of freaked out there me. doug kind of freaked <laughs> out there doug because i gave him a prep you know yeah, yeah, yeah. notes and stuff just figured he didn't read them uh, i wish i was in that race that's for sure <laughs> well but see the problem is yeah you 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 would have had to you you were planning and it would have been planning an endurance race for 24 hours and would not have known what to do with yourself for the last yeah. minute and 35 seconds and and only three of you, that would have been... Well, you guys are all pretty young. That would have been yeah, still hard. Kind of whippers, snappers. But that's what they do at, at uh, Le Mans. You can only have three drivers in the pro classes. Yeah. yeah. So They opened it up to four now, though, so you could have four oh. drivers, which Wimps. is nice. Wimps. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We did, we did a 24 one time with four drivers, and we said never again. It's always six. Always six. There you go. Yes, always six. There we go. So Doug, man, you know, you you this was your first professional race weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to find out how it started though, Bill. Well, we already did that earlier because we he's been on here before. Oh, right? real, uh, I slipped my mind. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after the 24 when we came on. That's right. Tom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was both you together. That's why yeah. I don't remember because you had Tom O there and uh we yeah. gave Tom tons of crap on that show, and we're going to do it again tonight without him here to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you, so this was your first pro race. So, just a few months ago, you're racing in Champ Car. A few years ago, you're a uh, crew chief for a Champ Car team, and before that, you weren't really doing anything, right? When it comes to uh, racing, pretty much went from crew to. You know, I got to drive in Champ Car eventually after, you know, two years of crewing, got to drive in Champ Car. We did some WRL stuff, um, you know, three years of Champ Car. And then uh, I was able to, you know, now I was an IMSA. And so. then the big show. Yeah, it was kind of a snowball that snowballed very quick, you know, but happy yeah. about it. Not mad about it, that's for sure. All right. So you arrive at the track, Daytona, mm-hmm. just like any of our Daytonas, right? Exactly. Mad we got there for the roar. Crazy yeah. going on. You're trying to find your pit stops. You're sharing your pit stalls and stuff and setting up. Now, you know, is it as as in, is it more intense than what Champ Car is? 
So, you know, people that asked me that when I was at the race this weekend, like, oh, how do you feel? What, what's going on? Like, how are you doing through this? But, you know, I've been in the paddock now. This is my fourth year going to the Daytona race, being in the paddock. So, honestly, it kind of felt normal at this point because we've done it so much where it's like, you know, I kind of go to IMSA race. I know how the weekend's going to go. I know what to do. And kind of the only difference that it was being is I'm getting in the car during the sessions instead of sitting on the box. So up until I like got in the car, everything pretty felt normal. And then once I got on track, it was a different feeling for sure. Yeah. What kind of feeling was that when you got on track? So, I mean, we drive the Porsches in the, the WRL and, and uh, Champ car. So rear engine, rear wheel drive. I hop in the TCR, very minimal seat time before this. And, you know, completely different chassis. Front wheel drive, front engine. Um, I Honestly, the first session, I was five seconds off the pace. But I was like, ah, oh, let me go out here, feel the car out not crashing in the first session because right. they've seen people do that yep yeah and you know you don't want to be that guy that crashes the car in the first session of the weekend trying to be a hot shot so you know i worked through the sessions we had five sessions at the roar it was it was great though you know i worked through the sessions i got up to pace i did a lot of data with tom and everything so it was good having tom there you know he's multiple tcr race winners so Is having him by my side is he talking in your ear while you're driving? Like not so much. It's kind of after the session we go watch video, look over data. He tells me, "Oh, you're you're just as fast as me to the infield, but you're losing a second in the bus stop. You're losing a second into turn one. You know that was kind of where I struggled at that track because the commitment and the braking at those speeds is way different than running there in a boxster for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I worked through the whole roar, trying to get quicker and quicker. We had some issues with the setup. Um, issues with the wheel bearing and next shoes. So, you know, not all the seat time I was able to get where we plan to do, but you know, you kind of kind of take it how it is and uh, use every moment that you can the best. Now, small operation, you guys don't bring a hundred guys down there with everybody has a laptop type thing. Yeah, no, it's pretty much uh, me, Eric, um, making the decisions, doing all the kind of heavy duty lifting on the team. Um, we have our crew guys. We had five of them. They're all, they killed it this weekend awesome they worked so hard for me it felt great because usually i'm working side by side with them this weekend they i really seen they were working for me because i was getting to drive and everything but you know i was still there i had the engine out of the car twice during the week i did the engine swaps myself <laughs> so you know even the herd of guys were like dang you're doing the engine swap and then you're getting in the car to drive it yeah you gotta do what you gotta do yeah but no it's cool for sure so w when you go there four years ago as a member of the crew is that ever in the back of your mind four years ago that I could be doing this at some point? Um, honestly, yes. Okay. 100%, like, <laughs> That's awesome. I no, that's the best <laughs> I mean, answer. Yeah. I mean, like, so basically, like, the, the rolling joke was, like, I am the reserve driver of the okay. team. And, you know, like, Formula One, like, the reserve driver usually gets in the car. I never got in the car. Yeah. But it was what it was. You know, obviously, those that being in those races, it, it, everyone wants that's doing it wants to do it. No sure. one wants to give up the seat. So, and I don't blame them. And um, so I sat, I watched for three years, you know, I learned everything about the paddock, everything about how the racing works. I did the mechanical side of it. I did the strategy side of it. I did the engineering side of it. And, uh, you know, I finally got my time to be the driving side of it. So, so when you get the call and the boss says, okay, it's your, it's your, it's your turn. You're up. What, what's that like? So it really wasn't a call. It was actually me, Eric, and Alex were at dinner at Longhorn. Okay. And we're sitting there like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, we had no plans to go race Daytona. We didn't have a budget or anything like that set up to do it. And 
Eric was like, you want to split it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So it's kind of like we just funded it ourselves and we're like, let's go racing. We knew the four hour gives us the best opportunity because you could bring in a third driver and uh, we could put Tom in the car with us and, you know, actually have a shot of doing well. Where, you know, me and Eric, we might be able you to see, do well, but it's you, not the same. You can't say that in public because Tom's already <laughs> got the the big head. <laughs> I, I mean, he's got the accolades to go behind him, though, so it's all right. I love Tom. He's awesome. Can he fit his hair in his helmet? That's, you know. I think he has to wear an exercise bigger just to get his head, his hair in there. But <laughs> he makes it happen. And it's funny. He takes his helmet off. His hair looks just as good. It's exactly the same. <laughs> All right. So, so it, to, to Tom's defense, I, I did a podcast with him back in October. And he didn't have mm-hmm. anything set up for 2024. And, and I know he was absolutely thrilled to be at Daytona this year. Yeah. Did, did he oh, have yeah. kind of just a giddy thing about him all week long? Uh, Tom is always in that movement. Yeah. I, I think Tom just loves being at the racetrack. It yeah. seems he's, he loves the coaching aspect of it. He loves the driving aspect of it. it anytime he can get in a race car and know he's going to be able to do well, he's ecstatic. You know, so when we called Tom up, obviously he was like, yeah, hell yeah, man, I want to do it. Um, and, you know. So so <sighs> when you make the plan to do this, you said you guys weren't going to do Daytona. You decided to self-fund it. Was fourth like in your head was being in the top t- five or top 10. I mean, that was a stout field. Yeah. I don't want to sound like that kind of guy, but Brian, <laughs> when we plan the race, we want to go there to win. You okay. Know? Yes, like, of course. Exactly. Like, we've been doing this for four years now. Yeah. Like we kind of know what it takes to win. Sure. And like, we know with Tom, we can win with the right strategy, with the right calls, the right pit stops, the right fueling times and everything like that, where we go in there and we like, we're confident that we can do well. Right. Right now, you guys started out with the tools. I mean, you have the latest and greatest Audi, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so Violet, our Audi, it, that was her eighth Daytona, yeah. eighth <laughs> time it's ran that race. So, it's actually the oldest car in the IMSA paddock. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she did well. I mean, she gave me some trouble throughout the weekend. I did an axle in the middle of one. Of the, I was really suited up to get in the car for a practice session. And Tom was like, oh, there's a huge screeching noise. It sounds like it's coming from the gearbox. It might be an axle. So I was like, all right, we went to the garage. I stripped my suit, put on my clothes. I changed the axle. I got Tom back out on track. He goes, noise is exactly the same. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that we came back in after that. And I was like, ah, it must be the gearbox or something, right? So I, I pulled the engine out of the car right, right after the session. I pulled the engine out. I take the gearbox apart because it has like a side cover. You could just pull it apart. Right. I look at it. I don't find anything wrong with it. I'm like, oh, great. One of the my crew guys, um, Seth, was just walking around, kicking the car, like seeing what's going on with it. And the rear wheel bearing was bad. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so honestly, it, it was okay because the Wait, gearbox was so That's not even kind of near. So not Tom, even near. Tom's not even ears near. are so bad. <laughs> That he couldn't tell you it was in the rear I mean, end of the car? He said it was a wheel bearing. He just didn't know where it was. <laughs> didn't know which yeah. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it felt like the front end. I believed him. You know, it, that it, cost honest, extra. Yeah, honestly, the engine, though, doing it in that car is not the end of the world. Sure. Right. Uh, I was I was able to take the engine out, and then at, like, 7.30, we had to go do autograph sessions. So I ran from the car, did that, ran back to the garage, finished the engine swap around 10. So, oh, so they back. don't close the paddock like they do with us, do they? So it normally, so there's a days during like the roar, it closes at like seven, I think. And then like Monday and Tuesday when we're there, they kicked us out at five. And then uh, the Wednesday, because we did the autograph session, we brought the spare car over there. 
they give us a couple extra hours to be in the garage. So okay. I was able to stay till 10, get the engine done and everything like that. So, so when you run to that autograph session, are you signing your name in like axle grease, bearing grease? <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much, yeah. I, I ran in there. I got the orange, the orange soap, you know, the sandy stuff everyone uses, yeah. and I washed up real quick. We hopped in the rental car, ran across the street, right? And uh, Tom was already going, and I, me and Eric jumped in the seats. We started signing autographs. What's that like? Because it's it's not just kids. It's like old oh no, it, I mean, oh yeah, there's groupies. a line of. I, Three hundred people waiting yeah. to get the autograph. It, it, it's super cool. It's nothing like I've ever done before, but okay. you know, like I said, I've seen it. I've been around it already, so it's like kind of just yeah. jump into the role. So but. I'm thinking between the Rolex and the the Michelin Pilot Challenge and the VP Fuels race and all of that, there must be three hundred drivers at Daytona over the course of that two weeks. Oh take. yeah, for sure. Especially with the being in the endurance event, you know, every team has four drivers and some of the pilot town teams have three drivers right. and whatnot. So, so of those conservative estimate, 300 drivers, how many of those drivers pulled a motor, changed an axle bearing, opened up a transmission? How many of the drivers there that weekend do you think did any of those things? Brian, I can probably be honest. I'd probably bet my bottom dollar that I was probably the only one. <laughs> That's so cool. And it drove is. the truck there and back. And so. drove the truck there and back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so great. But, that's, you know, like old, that's like old school, like Indianapolis. Yeah. You could sit in the passenger seat and fix a car while they're still racing. Yeah, no, 100%. I know Dale um, Jr. likes to drive the hauler, so on occasion. Um, but, yeah, that, that doesn't happen very often anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to say I like to do it. <laughs> but, you know, to be able to do it, it had to be done, you know, kind right. of thing. It right. could have paid somebody, but, you know, every dollar counts, and we want to be able to do it as most affordable as we can. Sure, sure. There's got to be some satisfaction, though, in that, knowing that the car that you built, helped build, or built, I don't know how much of it you built, but whatever the case may be, the, guy, the car that you're responsible for, you actually then got in the driver's seat and helped drive that thing to fourth place. That's got to be just really cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool. I mean, it's kind of what I'm used to now. I've been building the Audis now for four years. Yeah. So, I mean, I can know. You could take all the bolts off that car, throw them in a bucket, and I'll tell you every bolt for the right. splitter, the That's transmission, yeah. the axle, you know. So, you know, I'm kind of used to it at this point, so it kind of just, just felt normal. And like I said, at, the only difference was hopping in the car during the sessions. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you're you're um, you're 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 not at the front of the, the field when you start the race. Where'd you guys qualify? So, yeah, so during the practice sessions, we kind of ran some old breaks and stuff, and then I got in the car for qualifying. First time doing IMSA qualifying, very different than anything I've oh. done. So, again, in the car with brand-new brakes on it, you know, I could probably go 100 feet in the braking zones at this point. And it kind of threw me all off. I know I left, like, a lot on the table in the qualifying. I probably had another good, honestly, second in my lab. But, like I said, I wasn't out there to wreck the car before we even got to the race. So, right. anyway, we started 14th on the grid. In my stint, I was able to get up to eighth just due to cars wrecking and braking and avoiding all the junk that happens in the first 30 minutes of the race. Right. So yeah, I knew my job was honestly just keep the car clean, get it off to Eric. He had the same job. And, you know, you let Tom do the heavy work at the end. Well, I'm watching it on the television. You can see, you know, every now and then they go, there you are in the back, and then you're moving up. And it's mm -hmm. like all of a sudden, there you are. You're you're on the part that doesn't refresh. You're on the yeah, solid yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, go, guys. No, no, for sure. Yeah, somebody, yeah. I think it was Paul Cruz posted up that you guys had posted that you guys were using older, you were saving your tires, your new tires for the actual race. 
Yeah, we ran the whole roar on used tires just because, I mean, the tires are so expensive. Yeah. So, you know, I would have loved to have some new tires for the roar. It helped dial in the setup a little more, but it just wasn't in the budget to do it. Right. And, like, you know, I'd rather be there doing it on a cheaper budget than not doing it all, you know? Right. So. But you know that car well enough that you probably had a good idea of what the setup was going to be once you put the fresh rubber on it, right? Uh, you would think so, but not really. Okay. <laughs> so we kind of like, so we kind of always struggled at Daytona. So we okay. kind of went a different direction with the setup this year with different spring rates and different shock rebuilds and stuff like that. So we kind of went in there new and we kind of wasted the roar with some issues and stuff like that. But I got the seat time, which was most important. Um, by the race, we had the car the best it was all weekend, which was, which is key, but yeah, definitely the roar. If we could have had better tires and more preparation, it probably could have been a little bit better. We probably, I would say we had about a half a second in setup. We could have made up in the race, Okay, but do you otherwise think, not bad. Do you think because it's a four hour endurance race, do you think that qualifying really, you know, qualifying 14th or do you think qualifying eighth place would that have helped you? So the car that won, the car that won the JDC Audi, they didn't do any qualifying, any practice because they had an issue with their ECU. They started right. last on the grid. Oh, yeah. And they, won right. the, they, they won the race. So, no, I don't think qualifying in the four and hour makes a difference. That was I a, don't really. Go ahead. Yeah, I was in, not, not to talk about the other car. That was a crazy story. They had to fly yeah. someone to Mexico to find the only ECU in North America, apparently. Yeah. to be able to get it to Daytona and they got it to Daytona like an hour before or 90 minutes before the start of the race. Right. And it still yeah. didn't start or something. It, it was... So they had an issue with the, so they didn't know if it was the, the ECU masters ECU that runs the engine and the transmission or the factory that runs the, the factory issue that runs like the body harness of the car. Okay. So they knew there was a wrecked car in Mexico. They got the guy on the line. They flew the guy to Orlando. They sent Mikey Taylor himself to Orlando yeah. Because they were like, we need someone that can drive fast as they can back to the track. They got it back to the track. They threw the ECU in, and it, it think it started up maybe five minutes before the grid closed. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad the the Texas State Troopers weren't watching the pregame show because they'd have been <laughs> they would have been posted somewhere between Orlando and Daytona waiting yeah, to pick exactly. up Michael Taylor on the way there. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, if they didn't get the ECU. Probably would have been on the podium, but you know, I like I those guys. Those are great guys over there, JDC Audi. And Mikey and Chris and them, they're good dudes. So the other thing is the the TV guys seem to spend a lot of time on those 15 Hyundais that were in the race. Oh, I don't know yeah. if they're 15. They just seem to be everywhere. Yeah, no, the Hyundais, they have a big presence there. You know, there's a factory yeah. team in the paddock. Uh, you, you see, we were garaged right next to them. And, you know, they got six guys on each car. There's four cars <laughs> lined up, five different engineers. You know, they got everything you can think of. Huge budget. But, you know... That's what, that's what they do. I have no yeah. hate towards them. It's no, no. I mean, it's, the same thing that, it's the same thing that happens in Champ Car. You've got guys like, I don't know, Rockwell that show uh. up with these <laughs> immaculate cars. And, <laughs> and, you know, Ed Ed Steinhoff shows up with a with a shark, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah. So had, he beats everybody. <laughs> had you raced at Daytona before the roar in one of so, the Champ Car or WRL races? So I did. Champ car last year's Daytona. Got it. Okay. We'd, I raced it in the boxer. So I started the race. 
I think I started 100 and what was, how many cars there? 136, I mean, right, Bill? There's yeah, a bunch. Like that. Like that. We don't talk about that too much because there is really a limit. <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, like, so yeah. I started five cars before the last one. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and so honestly, that was the most fun I've ever had in a car because I was literally, I was going to the bus stop, going into one, passing five, 10 cars at a time. Yeah. Right. But you know, the car blew up in 40 minutes. So right. unfortunate circumstance. We ended up buying a motor on Facebook Marketplace that day, swapping it at the track. <laughs> Didn't get it back out, unfortunately, on track, but, you know, we did it yeah. anyway. That was but, you got seat, but you had seat time there. Yeah, I had about 40 minutes in it, but, you yeah. know. So that, but that it, curbing, that curbing they put over at the, at the uh, La Mar Chicane <clears throat> bus stop. Bus stop. Um, <laughs> how how different is that to our the stuff they have up for us? Or So I'm going to be honest, in the Boxster, I don't think I got a clean run through the bus stop once because I was coming through the back. But uh, in the Audi, it's pretty. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like Aggressive. pretty stable over. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, it's pretty stable, pretty predictive what it's going to do over the the curbing and everything. You could kind of just smash it in, smash it out, and it just eats it up. Yeah, they're pretty big bumps. I think we had them out there last year. Yeah, if you get on that that the exit curbing, the one all the way to the left, if you tap it, you feel it in the bottom of the car pretty hard. But you know. The car takes it. It's it's good. Yeah, and you want to make sure you don't straddle it because that's a lot of not good on the bottom of the car. Yeah, you either want to go to the right of it or just blow through the grass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. So what was the what was the, did you have any interest? What was the most interesting situation you got put in? What during the race? Yeah, during the race. Um, I would say okay. So we were about thirty minutes into the race, right? Um, the GS leader that started on pole, I had an issue, right? And he was, he had to go to pits. So he was coming through the pack of us again, right? And, you know, we're about to go, we're coming into six, go about to go on the bank, right? I see the GS car, man, decent amount behind me. So, like, I don't expect him to do anything. He's just going to pass me on the bank like they all do. Um, break into six, I turn in, boom, I get slammed in the left corner. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the race, 30 minutes in. I'm like, I'm done. And then I'm up on the bank. I don't know if the car is broken. I'm just still foot right. to the floor. Because you have to be. And coming into the bus stop, I'm like, oh, is it going to break? Is it going to break? Slam on the brakes. It's all good, luckily. But I would say that was probably the most interesting part. Because, I mean, it felt like I got slammed into. I mean, it okay. broke his whole front suspension. And I was um, that was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah. Strong BMW. German engineering. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. But I would say that's probably the most. The, the start's cool though, for sure. The start is definitely cool. And the uh, so we had talked earlier, and after talking to Chelsea about some things that are you know slightly differently done by people in the tower versus versus us, the tower can actually talk to you guys and feed you guys instruction. And one of them is what they do that under yellows. They they uh, allow the. I guess cars to go the wave by pass like around, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. So what's that like? I mean, understanding how all that works, it's obviously you've had a little bit of practice in this as a crew chief and, and hanging around the pits there, but under doing it, how is that? What's that like? So basically when you're in the car, you don't hear anything from race control though. It's just all sent to the box and then your crew chief tells you what's going on. But uh, basically how the pass around works, if the safety car comes out, they pick up the GS leader, right? If you're if you're behind the GS leader and then your class leader ends up behind you in the train, you get the wave around. So mm -hmm. you end up in the back of your class. So that's where if you're a lap down, you're able to get the lap back. I love it. 
I wish Champ Card did more of that, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I love be that watching. because you keep uh, you keep you keep in the race, so it's, it's right. nice. You know, you don't just kind of just keep losing laps, losing laps to the leader, and it it, it, it makes it competitive. Because at one point we did go a lap down in the beginning of the race, and we were able to get the lap back, and it put us in back in the race. Right. But yeah, the the wave around is is honestly very confusing if you don't understand it, because you kind of have to look at the track map on the data and see where the class leader is, where the race leader is, where the safety car is, and kind of make the assumption that you're going to be eligible for the pass round. Because IMSA doesn't tell you that you're eligible for it. Oh. Yeah, so it's basically, and if you don't if you don't want to make the move, you could sit there and the other people will go around you and you lose out on the wave around. Oh, right. wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. So your crew chief, or who is ever in the, uh, in the, the hot seat there, needs to be on the ball with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so it's actually funny. We had a... Chris Valley come in as our engineer for the weekend and uh, we had hired him for our first IMSA race we ever did because he, he did a lot of the GS racing. He ran our uh, Violet back in the day when he was doing all the Audi stuff and uh, so it was nice having him back on the box for my first race because that was the first time he's worked with us since that first race. So it was nice having uh, him there to kind of calm the situation because the plan was Eric was going to call the first stand of the race I was, he was going to hop in the car. I was going to get on the box, and then we, I was going to call the rest of the race. But it kind of made it nice not have to worry about getting out of the car and getting right on the box. So, so. you're so you're coming up to the end of the race, and uh, you guys are moving up. I'm watching it. Then you kind of you had to make a stop that dropped you back down again, and um, Tom gets back, or I think you did a fuel stop maybe, and then it popped back up. So I think we did when Eric got in the car. I think we went from. I don't think we gained any positions on that stop, but when Tom got in the car, I think he came into the pits eighth. Yeah. We pulled out fifth, I think. And then we went out. Tom did like, I think, 20, 25 minutes maybe. We put two more tires on the car to the end of the race, and we went from fifth to first in the stop. Right. But my crew guys were killing it, which was yeah. awesome to see. Because, you know, we got the factory teams there doing their yep. stops. They practiced stuff at the shop all week. We right. kind of flew our guys in for the weekend, like, hey, we're doing it this weekend. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they killed it every weekend. We gained positions in almost every stop we made. So, so you know, it, you don't even have to gain a position on the track half the time. You could do it in the pits, and it's honestly easier. <laughs> so, so what's it feel like being out there in first? Uh, it's good feeling, but, you know, kind of we kind of knew what was going to happen because we know the pace the other cars have at the moment versus what ours has. It's tough. Right. You know, you get on the bank, and they just – it's drive around you. Like, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, yeah. But right. it seems like the newer generation cars are a little bit better on the tire as well. But you know, we've podiumed in the races. We've done it before, so it's not like it's out of the question. But yeah, the last uh, the last stop we came out of the pits, we put Tom full fuel. It was I think he was fifty seven and a half minutes to go, and I kind of know at this point what all the cars on the grid can run as time wise mm -hmm. if they're pushing flat out. And I know the Hyundai's. Is not 57 minutes if they push flat out. Um, so we tried to keep it on them in the beginning of the stint. We couldn't do it, unfortunately. They kind of ran to the front. They ran away with the leader. We kind of fell back a little bit. And we were like, oh, let's just uh, sit back, fuel save, make sure we are good on fuel because there is a chance that they run out. And uh, so we, we kind of just waited. We did the laps. We did the laps. We did the laps. No yellow ever came out, which was what we wanted because if we right. yellowed it came out, they would have been good on fuel no matter what. Right. But ran green, ran green, ran green. And in the last lap, um, the second place car comes out of NASCAR 3, and it dies. Uh. 
and they're rolling, they're rolling, they're rolling. Then he gets down on the flat. He gets across the finish line. The third place car flies past the finish line. They had enough fuel to make it to the end. But then the one, two, and three all ran out on the in lap. Uh, yeah. So if that race had gone, if that one more lap, four hours and one minute. <laughs> exactly. One more lap. But you know that that's how it works. It is what it is. Right. You know. Yeah, one that... more lap, we probably we could have been on the podium. Maybe yeah. had a win, but it was what it was. You can't be too mad about it. Yeah. So you mentioned being there for four years kind of took some of that whole butterflies out for that your first race weekend. How how important was it, do you think, being on the box, though, and listening to the whole race rather than just being there? I'm sure being there, kind of the enormity gets wear, wears off a little bit, but, but having the experience of being on the box, calling those races, that's got to be helpful, too, right? Yeah, no, 100% being on the box kind of just familiarizes you how the race works, what happens when, what really might happen during the race, because, you know, it's kind of at this point, you kind of know, there's probably going to be a yellow within the first 40 minutes. It's kind of just what happens. Right. There's so many cars so close to each other. Someone's going to hit each other. It's pro racing. They make contact all the time. So you kind of know, like, all right, so, like, let me just stay clean. Let me get to this first yellow. And if it's past 40 minutes, I'm out of the car, next driver in. If it's not past 40 minutes, we're coming in, we're doing fuel, and we're going for another stint. So, you know, I kind of have in my head, like, let's not, let me not kill myself in this first 40 minutes. Let me just stay clean. Let me stay with the pack, stay in the draft. And, like, I know, like, you know, there's a good chance I'm probably going to go back out and do another 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Right. Right. But yeah. And then I know like when coming down pit lane, you know, I'm so used to being calling the guys in like a oh, box box coming to the lap and coming into the pit box, box three, two, one stop. So like, you know, I'm used to hearing it saying it. So hearing it was kind of like, all right, I know what to do. What's going to happen here. Um, get out of the car. Driver changes are interesting though. You know, you got to do the driver change as fast as you can you right. gotta beat the tire guys. But yeah. luckily me and Eric, racing together for so long it kind of was just seamless we did the driver change got out Eric's go. a little guy too so oh yeah Eric's just, skinny you guy just pull him out of the so, car so the funny thing is like i literally don't even have to loosen the belt like i just unclip it and then he's able to get right in which yeah. makes it nice yeah. you yeah. come down pit lane you know i loosen him a little bit as you're coming down the pit no lane. you don't you don't do that you don't do that well yeah <laughs> but I mean, we don't do it in champ car, that's for sure. But right. in IMSA, I don't think they really frown upon it. So yeah. I mean, uh, everybody's yeah, why, doing it. That's why a lot of guys put that little sign by their their window triangle, yeah. so <laughs> can't see what the driver's doing. Yeah, but yeah, you get the belts ready. You get the belts ready as you're coming in to the pit stop. You know, you pop the belt, you pull your radio, you hit the net. If, if the, dri the driver coming in hasn't done it yet, right? You got to make sure the car is in neutral. You got to leave your foot on the brake till the air jack goes up, because you don't want the oh, wheels yeah. to spin or else you get drive through. Yeah. So you gotta take your you gotta take a breath right at that first moment. Make sure the car's in neutral. Make sure you're up on the air jacks before you jump out of the car. So, uh, other than the wave around, is there anything IMSA does the Champ Car doesn't that you'd like to see Champ Car do? Uh I not really. I mean, I don't think anything's really different. I mean, IMSA doesn't do a virtual safety code thirty five. I guess they don't do that. So. The racing is always bunched back up. Right. Um, but otherwise, it's kind of the same. Um, IMSA does close the pits when the yellow does come out. Um, I guess they don't want people flying in all at the same time. Right. Having all the cars in there at the same time. Because, I mean, if it was to go yellow and their pits were open, everybody would be diving in. Right. Yeah, that but, I found interesting because it was like all the GS guys came in, all the the uh, TCR guys came in a different lap. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't everybody at once, which I would 
think would be kind of cool, except if you were a faster car, I guess. So the only difficult part of that is because, like, the spacing on the pit road is so yeah. tight. Right. You know, if you have both classes coming at the same. So what they do on, basically, what they do is they assign your pit box, GSTCR, GSTCR. Right. Uh, unless, you have, unless you're running a two-car program, they'll do two cars together that are on the same team. Then you could strategize who comes in first or second kind of deal. But, uh, yeah, they do that. So I guess, you know, because it's tight when you come in for the pit stops and you have, Gotta make sure the guys are doing the tire team. You don't want no one getting hit on pit lane. So it definitely makes it safer by doing it like that, in my opinion. And it kind of gives everyone a second to breathe before they come into their stop, sure. before they do the driver change. Make sure you know you're calling the right strategy. But also, if you see a car wrecked, you could dive into the pits before the yellow goes out. And then, right. you know, then you really beat the whole field. Right. Which is key, but it's very difficult to make yeah. that call because IMS yeah. is so on it. They kind of see the car and they're instantly yellow. Right. Pits are yeah. closed. And they know what you guys are going to do anyway. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. All right, so on the flip yeah. side of that question, is there anything Champ Car does that you think IMSA should do? Um, Other than the cool I, trophies. The trophies are definitely cooler in Champ Car, for yeah. sure. By the way, opinion. look over his <laughs> shoulder. I would have loved one of those cups from Daytona. Yeah. Those things yeah. looked oh, awesome. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think Champ Car is doing it all right. I think you guys are on the right path. But it's I, I tell everybody, it is the most fun racing that I get to do. Is Champ Car? So, so turn your turn your chair just a tiny bit. So I, I've got you up full now. There's that big eagle trophy for the national championship. Yeah, the eagle for the championship. Yeah. All right, the I'm, I'm going to hour. <laughs> I'm going to call you out though. That bookcase wasn't there last night, was it? It was not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to get one, but it wasn't Come there on, last man. night. It, it was. I went to Target today. I bought it. I put it together. Po podcast host's prerogative to call out yeah. the background shot. I love it. I think it looks, I think no, it looks, looks fantastic. It looks I love it. Than mine, now I'm going to have yeah. to go clean up mine and target, right? Okay. That's so cool. Well, I'm hoping God, to add another one from NCM this year, so we'll see. There you go. <laughs> so are you they guys. Want to see, somebody wants to see the dog, too. Oh, well, I think the dog's left uh, us. I oh, think he's yeah. passed out. He's, <laughs> yeah, you can see it. Yeah, he doesn't care about your trophy case. He doesn't care yeah. about your podcast. He's a big sleeper, so he's All right. A... So so you you you've done the uh the four hour TCR race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing to prepare for going up to the Champ Car National Championship <laughs> at M MCM? So I have up? I would say it's probably going to be more difficult. <laughs> I mean, so we, none of us, well, Tom has been to NCM, but none of us have been to NCM before. Um, there's a chance we might run Sebring, which is the Friday before NCM. Mm -hmm. So we were thinking maybe go to Sebring, fly Friday night to NCM, race Saturday, Sunday. I mean, hopefully we just go to NCM, do the test day Friday, um, which would be really nice. But yeah, I've never driven NCM. I hear it's a heck of a track. It's a so in a mid engine car. I think it's a great little track. Yeah, we are very confident yeah. the car is going to yeah. be well there. Yeah. yeah, and driving it is. It's not difficult, but what, I also don't there, drive nineteen corners, something like that. There's a lot of corners. There's a lot of corners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's a fun track. I mean, that, it's it's yeah. and elevation changes, and banking a little bit of banking here and there, and it's 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 a fun track. In a, yeah, Tom in says a, he loves the track. He says yeah. it's a great time. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. just everywhere, left, right, up, down. You yeah. know, kind of. You got to be quiet though, because they do have noise limitations, and I know we're going to be pissing off a ton of people by issuing black flags for being too loud. Okay. But yeah. You got to prepare for that sound. Yeah, I don't think the boxers are too bad on sound by the. Oh. I, well, I don't know about your boxers, but boxers in general are pretty damn. Yeah. Loud. Yeah. Porsches I mean, are we screamers. Have a, we have a 
we have a pretty good exhaust on it, so I don't think it's right. that bad. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Chris so Rollo says gonna, you, tw- 21 corners. 21. And yeah. corner one is actually three apexes, so technically 24 <laughs> corners. <Yeah. laughs> but I know That's the fast line around the bus stop to gain like two seconds a lap, maybe three seconds a lap. So Is that just cutting uh, the bus stop? <laughs> oh, you got to straddle it. You got to straddle okay. the, the the first corner going in, and that's from the guy that used to run it. And uh, I don't know if Chelsea's going to allow that. You know, there's track limitations, so yeah. But I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a long race. That park for yeah. maze. Yeah, that we're super excited about that. Yeah. We're super yeah. excited because you know, at the end of the race day. You got to work on the cars. That's the worst part. Park for oh, I know. We're just leaving them on pit lane. You're going to go yeah. hang out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I liked about it. You yeah. just do a real quick, quick walk around. I hope, hope that your work stayed together. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, next day, like, oh, it's still working. Good. It yeah. starts. <laughs> so do, do you like Park Fermé because you don't have to worry about working on a car Saturday? Or do you like Park Fermé because you build the cars to, and you don't you don't have any worries about Sunday? Uh. I think it's more so so we don't have to work Saturday night. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> because honestly, you know, the way we kind of run, you know, Eric's in dental school. I have, I do an asphalt company. So our work is mostly done on the weekends at the shop. Right. So everything we do is kind of just done in two days. Um, so usually right before the event, we're kind of really, really thrashing. thrashing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try not to let that happen this time. You know, we got like a good, what, two months from the event right now? A month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna actually tomorrow. I'm starting on the one car, number one car, to get it ready for the event. Wait, Hopefully, you're you're in the Northeast, right? Yes. So asphalt companies don't they just push snow around in the winter? Well, you caught me there, so I'm kind of have more time, <laughs> at, more time at this moment. But you know, from from like middle of March on, I'm I'm pretty slammed. But yeah, they'll call me on that one. <laughs> but yeah, you're I, I used to live up there, so it was like yeah. asphalt yeah, yeah, yeah. companies. They're, they're not laying asphalt during yeah, the winter. They're pushing snow. You know, yeah. Multi Crazy Car just made a good point. We've got 20 people watching. We've only got one like button, people. Yeah. Hit that well, like button. All right. I've done my I've done my bit. There, there you go. Smash Getting the like smash button. Smash and whatever. That's Get right. smashed. That's right. So MR2. I, oh, it smashed. took 37 <laughs> minutes. 37 <laughs> minutes. And Bill throws out an MR2 yeah. with, with no context whatsoever. So there will be an MR2 at the national championship, the Uh-oh. Cone Crushers, and um, with the V6, the 3.3 V6. Um, they've done well there. I think they may have won it. Another MR2 has won at that track. That that trophy's down there somewhere. Not the case. But, um, yeah, mid-engine cars. Like I said, mid-engine cars do well there. So yeah, I think anybody put- with... Anything that's going to turn really well with the good with whoever has the grip in the car, right? Oh yeah, it's going to be a race for sure. Yeah. Or yeah. it might rain and there's no grip. <laughs> well, yeah, then there's that. <laughs> but I, from what I've heard, the tires of the Bridgestones are amazing in the rain, so yeah. I'm yeah. willing to find out. Yep, Alex says he's liking it. He hit like. All right. So, All yeah. right. So, whoever Alex Rockwell is, not yeah, Alex. some Rockwell guy. Yeah. yeah. Some. <laughs> so who is faster? Where? At Daytona. <laughs> at Daytona. So Alex ran the roar with us. He drove in the roar. Okay. Um, he was faster than me at the roar. He was. Um, at the race weekend, I was. Did you let him have it, right? You just let him. I let him have it. That, that's you can't for sure. can't let the car owner not have the fast lap. <laughs> no, of course, of course. <laughs> no, Alex still gets in there, and he wheels the hell out of it. He always impresses me. So he's awesome in the boxers. He, yeah. he kills it in the boxers for sure still. Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah. And his dad. It was really sad last year watching watching the race, and his dad got rear-ended, just taken oh, yeah, out of the race. A... Really hard. Scared the hell out of me, because that was such a hard hit. That was a hell of a hit, and he, yeah. he was inches away from the car being destroyed. Yes. Because it was just spinning right right against the wall. And if it would have just went, it would have been not great. But, yeah, he walked out. He, he was good. He, he's a trooper. <laughs> but it took him a minute to get Well, I guess you're talking on the radio, trying to get things restarted. You don't really know how bad it is, and that's what, in my head. I'm thinking, well, he, he's going to get out. He's going to get out here in a minute, and he's yeah. still in the car, and like, oh, and then, oh, there he is. Good. Did you worry about that? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, luckily, those cars are so, I, I think they're very safe. The, yeah. The FIA cages in them and everything like that. The factory built race cars, the chassis, you could just feel is just tight, you know? Yep. And you just feel very confident when you're in those cars that, you know, you're going to be safe if something does happen. Knock on wood, you know? But it gives you that kind of, you know, it's not like hopping in like a E36 or, you know, a Boxster and yeah. like, you know, this thing's a little rickety on the outside, but you know, right. yeah. those kind of cars, they make you feel a little bit better when you're in them. About. So, so were people coming up to you after the race saying, Hey, so next year at the uh, 24. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. May, one day I would love to do it. You may never know. Anything is possible. That, it's funny, actually. So we had an Airbnb down there, of course. And uh, the night after our race, we had gone back to the Airbnb and uh, we woke up Saturday morning. Our plan was to go hang out at the track for a few hours watch the start of the 24 and then uh, get on the road. But I woke up to a text from Eric. He's like, you know, one day we're going to wake up and we're going to be going to win the race. I'm be like, I sure hope so. Yeah. So you never yeah. know one day we keep on pushing through it. We're still young. So we got a lot of yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we, so, we look big. So hopefully maybe one day right. we'll be out there. Yeah. The cars look good out there and you can tell them a mile away. So I, I, we kind of take pride. We think we might have the best looking TCR yep. or TCR cars out there. They're definitely the brightest for sure. It's, it's cool when the pictures they stand out over anything for sure. Yeah. Yep. Did Audi say, "Hey, maybe next year dangle some"? Well, they don't use keys in cars, but did they? <laughs> they say, "Hey, you know." I wish I even had someone to talk to at Audi, though. We uh, have we have zero manufacturer support from them. Absolutely none. Right. You know, they almost don't pay the manufacturing fee at this point every year. It's tough getting into the races with them um but you know we're out there running them because the cars are affordable to run um yeah. i would love to go buy a brand new audi this is not in the means of the budget right but i'm not going to complain about what we're able to do with what so we who have. are your sponsors this year for the race uh so actually we had momo come aboard this year so they're gonna they're they did a partial sponsorship with us at daytona they hooked us up with gloves they hooked us up with boots they gave us some funding um which was awesome um, the guy there, Momo, was super cool. He came and did a bunch of social media with us and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it was super cool to have them. I got some sick gloves I got to keep, which was super cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, honestly, Momo was our only kind of sponsor for Daytona. Otherwise, me and Eric kind of just funded it ourselves. So I just got the tire built today. Uh, <laughs> that one kind of hurt when it came in. Can Ouch. we ask how much, or is that sort of equal? Um or is that not right to ask? Because I'm always curious about that. So our tire budget was probably half of what the other teams were, but it was still a it was a five digit number. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. tough. That's, yeah, that's a bunch. Yeah. I, I I remember getting seeing some email somewhere where people were showing their budgets for for like the the 24 hour, how much they would spend yeah. on the top level cars, and it was huge amounts of money. Yeah, well, I mean, it, absolutely huge. It used to be that that information was on the IMSA website. If you went to the competitors link, they had mm -hmm. all of the the because you know it's a spec tire. It's, you got to run the Michelin, so 
there's no real secrets there among the teams. I don't know if they still have that there. Um, but that's always I like snooping around the the competitor side of the pro websites as much as I can sneak in and see what I can find there. Um, yeah. So, so, David Kiesack said that back in the day they would get free tires and free gas. Yeah, all that data is still there for all the pricing and everything. By the way. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. But uh, so. From what I heard, the GTD budget on tires is right around ninety to a hundred thousand yeah. dollars just on tires for the twenty-four hour. And they're yeah. changing them about every forty-five, fifty minutes. I think so. This year they've gone to the double tire, double stint tire in GTD. Oh. So most of them are doing two stints on a tire now, which kind of cuts their allocation in half. Because I mean, if you could use more tires, the team would be doing it. Right, but right. So the they're required they're, they're to double stint. To be... What's up? They're required to double stint the tires. Yeah, I think okay. they made a double stint tire, so they made the allocation half of what it was it. two years ago. Okay, yeah, so I yeah. guess you're required to... Yeah, I saw the TV guys commenting on a team that was putting on a, a set of used tires. They weren't sticker tires, so it was it was interesting to see that they were commenting about it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. they're probably scrubs but, from quality or one yeah, of the practice that's sessions. What scrubs, like, that's what we call them scrubs. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to carry over from practice and quality. Stuff sure. like that. Well, you have to start the race under quality tires, but... yeah. So what's on the champ car schedule for you guys this year besides NCM? So for me, I know Eric's doing a bunch of rental programs. We have seats open for anybody that wants to come drive with us. I could come do coaching if anybody's interested in that. Um, we have a ton of seats available at a bunch of different races. Um, for me personally, I think my schedule looks like NCM and VIR are my two races I'm planning on doing. Um, but here, I got a little deal for you here. So for our schedule for 2024 Champ Car is um, NCM, Watkins, uh, and Nelson Ledges, Mid-Ohio, Pit Race, and I think that wraps it up for our oh, Champ right. Car schedule. Very cool. So we have seats open at all those events and all of our boxers, championship winning boxer, 24-hour winning boxer. Um, you guys baby. also run in WRL too, right? Yeah, we run the yeah. uh, boxer in WRL. There's a bunch of WRL races we're doing there. We're also running two Cayman and WL this year. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a decent amount of racing on the schedule. But yeah, for me, a champ car, it's just, it looks like NCM and VIR, you know, right. the marquee events I want to try and do. Nice. And you, and you guys are still running an IMSA schedule, right? No, we're running a, we're just doing, Daytona is the only thing we have on okay. our list at this right, moment. Right. Um, we're going to try and, we're going to try and do the other four hour. We'll see what happens when we get closer to the event. But is yeah, that, we'll is that Sebring? The other four hour? Uh, Mid Ohio. Okay. Now you mentioned Sebring. Is that in? Is that would that be a TCR I think it's race? Testing, yeah, testing. What you mentioned the, before uh, NCM? Well, um, no, we might do the incident Sebring race. We're kind of talking to someone right, okay. else about maybe driving in the car, but it's all up in the air. Still, so it's kind of how this stuff goes until it's signed right. and dealed. You know? Yeah. Right. But yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Bill? Before we no, cut him well, loose thank, and talk about Atlanta a little bit, I know, I know this was a uh, last minute. And, you know, I panic usually when going through the list. I'm like, oh, he was at the race. Let's talk to him. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm down to come and talk to you guys whenever you want to have me. And more than well, more than happy to do it. I enjoy coming to chat with you guys. I love chatting with you at the track when I see you and everything like that. So. I do have one more question. Okay. So racing with the pros. Yes. Versus racing with the champ car pros. Yeah. <laughs> see what I did there? Uh-huh. No, with the champ car racers. You know, of course, the passing rules are a little different with the way we do our passing rules. You know, how who's responsible for the passes. Right. But what's the difference in driving against other pro racers that are faster, slower, the whole bit? Is it 
Is there a big difference? So the biggest difference I noticed is like usually we go to champ car, usually pretty quick. So like I'm usually passing cars. Went to Daytona and I'm now I'm getting passed by the GS cars. So like it's been a while since I've gotten passed by a car that's much faster than me. Right. So that took a little bit getting used to at first. I was as the cars would come up, I would lose a decent amount of speed because due to them trying to dive in on me or whatever they're trying to do. So that took a little bit of getting used to, but otherwise, you know. Jeff Carr's got some good drivers too. We got Ben Keating out there at the 24 usually. Yep. Tom's with us. He's a great driver. Um, the guys from ATL, they usually have a couple of good guys. Um, NLS, they got good drivers over there. So. Well, I know that there was a lot of, Chelsea had mentioned that there was a lot of people there that either run Champ, Champ Car now or have run them in the past. Yeah, so, so the car that got second at TCR, um, Preston Brown and Nick yep. Loymans, they run Champ Car. Yeah. Nick has won, uh, I think. Laguna and Champ Car was the yep, race he won. Yep. It was Laguna, yeah. And then Preston was with us at the 24. He, he won with us. He has a watch. So yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But otherwise, nice. it's kind of the same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And no Opal GTs out there, right? I didn't see any. I was I was looking though. <laughs> 48 <was> minutes. <laughs> 48 minutes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Doug, thanks a bunch for joining thanks, us. Doug. Good luck in SEM. Anytime. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good one. There we go. All right, so, uh, uh, Bill, we've got Atlanta this weekend. Yep. When are you heading out? Well, I am headed to Richmond tomorrow to pick up some some last-minute Flagtronics gear that we're going to use. They, right. They kind of use some of this technology at the runoffs. Right. So we're going to use it for the first time along with our regular stuff to do some testing. Okay. Um, the 7 or 0.7.0.0 <laughs> update is out for your Flagtronics unit. So open up those laptops, turn on Flagtronics device manager, which you can download at flagtronics.com. Right. Upper top of the, the you'll see downloads. Go there, download device manager, plug your uh, Flagtronics FT200 into the USB port. And uh, with that app open, it'll see it. It will give you a couple of bits of information about it and say, hey, there's an update. And uh, download the update and yes. install it, and you're good to go. Great. So uh, if you fail or you can't do it, hey, we're going to be at the track. We're going to have our techs there, um, and uh, the tech guys should be able to help you update that. I'll be out and about. Troy will be out and about, and uh, we'll, we'll help you guys get sorted out. So I've been working on a list of uh, transponder numbers for all the teams. I've sent out emails to folks that had missing transponder numbers. They replied back fairly quickly, and we're getting those sorted. I think I've got one uh, that was Gorman. I think it's Gorman. Um, but he'll get us all the, he'll get his all sorted out with us before the race day. Right. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get the uh, timing of scoring up first thing because we're going to have everything sorted out beforehand. Nice. Um, then we head off uh, right after that. We start prepping for a month later. We head to VIR for the 12-hour. We start out 14-hour and a 12-hour, so it's two really long races. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, get those lights on those cars. Remember, car all cars have to have lighting, um, you know, even for day races. So make sure it's all on, ready to go, and uh, going to be fun. Nice. And we head to Texas. And then uh, I'm going to go see my sister out there. Nice. And then head over to NCM right after that. Cool. And have some fun. So for the national championship. You got some busy and times Daytona, We're almost sold out on Daytona. If you guys are uh, wanting to go to Daytona and you're saying, hey, I'll just I'll sign now. next week. It's you are not. I Let me go there real quick. 
almost X'd out of this show. That would have been sucky. Um, (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) See you next week. Yeah. I don't work well under pressure. So uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, Daytona. We're looking at. Let me scroll all the way down here. 108 cars signed up. Wow. Our cutoff is 120. Wait list starts at 120. And every, every year we get a wait to that list. point. Yep. A wait list. Yep. So um problem is we only have so many pit stalls and they took pit yeah. stalls away from us when they redesigned the uh, pit out pit exit area. So uh that hurts. So but yeah. yeah. Get signed up under Nate. That doesn't leave very many. And I know that there's some teams that are wanting to sign up. Um I saw Ed signed up today. That's really good. Awesome. And he has actually won that race in the past. Um but yeah, we're looking at Road Atlanta. Weather looks like it's going to be good. Um, yeah, warmish, I guess. Cold in the morning, but I've been there when it was 19 degrees in the morning before the race. That was the one my radiator froze on me, so yeah. that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yep, yeah, read the sups and uh, make sure you're ready to go. And I'm just thinking, Flagtronics Tech. Everybody has to tech for 2014. Make sure you have your number panels and and sponsor panels we have. there. I've got a 500 sponsor panels sitting in the back of the excursion right now, so we'll have those ready for you guys when you get there. Um, plop them on either over the top of last year's or uh, have them removed beforehand and just plop it on a car. So, so yeah, we don't, haven't done a tech tip in a long time, but you just mentioned something that makes me ask a question. I'm guessing you guys don't like antifreeze. Well, you can but, add ten percent. Okay, that was what I was yeah. going to ask. You can, can add you put a something in when it's going to be nineteen we're not, degrees. We're not dumb. Okay, cool. So, I mean, not dumb. I mean, we're not. Um, you know, we're not masochists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. I actually had I my car. I pushed my car cover up into the, you know, into the radiator, the air intake right. of the car to keep the wind from blowing through it. Mm. I had a fan blowing on. You know, we didn't have any heat, but right. I had a fan blowing on it just to try to keep the air moving and not freezing and yeah it's still frozen one spot and actually bent the radiator a little bit nice luckily i was able to get it fixed before the start of the race and um we did well so all right yeah that sucks. anything so, else my friend well we uh just uh brought on some new sponsors we have uh um nine lives racing the wing guy he is uh the wang guy he is now the D-Class sponsor. We got all kinds of, if you have a D-Class car, we got some new num- uh, sponsor uh, number things for you for your front and rear bumper. Cool. With uh, nine lives on it, so you're going to have to do that. If you've got an EC car, um, we, we do have some new EC stickers. We kind of ran out last year. We got new ones. Got to have those on the car. Can't be like Troy out there with a C-Class sticker with a sharp beat up E next to it. <laughs> uh, I, that pissed off a lot of teams oh, at Pittsburgh. Wow. But uh, you couldn't see it. It looked like a C-class car just whipping by everybody, and he was actually EC. <laughs> um, so we have Stealthy. that. Uh, remember, this year we're going to require actual number panels on the cars, guys. None of this uh, fixing things up to make it look like a number panel. Yep. And you can only have one set of numbers on it. So, you know, doors, you can have them on the roof and the thing, but they all have to match. If you have like a 54 on the hood and out. 51s on the side, you've got to get rid of one. You know, you got to get rid of the, the non-champ car one. So, yeah. Um, what else? Flagtronics, you got to have them with, look at the rule book. It tells you where to put your Flagtronics. 
And part of that is we're going to start looking at uh, testing that as a timing and scoring system. And with that, we're going to have to be able to see if they're working properly and timing the right. pit stops. So you got to be able, our timing people at pit out and pit in need to see it. So if you have it tucked up somewhere that nobody can see it, um, yeah, that's not going to work. So and where do they sure find read the, the info. rule book? In the appendix, in the appendix, there's a picture. Yeah, in the appendix, there's a picture of where you need to put it. Great. So, mount it good. Mount it so they can see it. All right. Um, what else? I should have taken some notes. I was planning everything else. Well, it's still you, sounds like sort you out. Got it all yeah. kind of figured out. Yep. So Chelsea got back from uh, Atlanta. Had a blast or no? Daytona. Yeah, wherever that <laughs> thing was going on this weekend. And uh, she had a blast, and uh, we were hard at work today getting numbers together for the tax man and for the accountants and all that stuff. And I think we're pretty much done with that. So now we're working on uh, uh, paying bills and ordering stuff and getting ready for races. Love it. So Love it. Yep. Yep. All right. Then shall we hit the button? I'm just looking to see if there's any questions. Liking, liking, liking. Hey, Fred. Alex Rockwell joined us. Jimmy Letchworth made us known that when we said uh, the two cars, because that's what he does. And Federan Motorsports, hey, they uh, Federan, they they were in a car show last a couple of weeks ago. Uh huh. Um, one of them big show shows. Sure. What do they call those things? Um, Barrett Jackson. Oh, really? So his car, yeah, his champ car was chosen to be in a Barrett Jackson show, which was pretty awesome. That's awesome. So we sent him out. Yeah, we sent him out some new stickers for that, and got to make and, it look uh, pretty. He showed pretty well. Yep, nice. he did. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. No more insider information. I don't think I have any. Uh, Maybe I'll find out some later this week. (laughs) Cool. All right, guys. All right. Be at the racetrack in a couple of days, and uh, we still have uh, spots open for Atlanta. So feel like going, let's go. But sign up for these races. $250 down. It's all you need. We seem to, uh, I'm, I'm advertising in a lot of other towards a lot of other markets. Right. And uh, we seem to have gotten a few entries from that. So uh, that's working pretty well. All right. Well, good luck this weekend in Atlanta. And uh, we'll reconnect next week. Yes, sir. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Cards. Like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast. You won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you share it on your social media channels. You can comment on the Champ Car Facebook page, especially if it's a good one. We have new episodes every Tuesday on the Champ Car Live YouTube and every Thursday on the Racing Network, uh, the Racing Wire Podcast Network. I can't remember what I'm doing anymore. It's where somewhere. I know, somewhere. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. You guys have a great week. Go play with cars. <laughs>